and hello everybody this is cheap seats from LOAM production uh, this is season six episode six hey. today is March 13th 2019 I'm always Hunter Chambers back at it again you with are uh, always Hunter Chambers I am yes. always Hunter Chambers and I'm here today with Kevin McCormick yes and Kobe Manzo. Boys are going to be back. Or it's yeah. some people like to say Mango. Kobe Mango. Okay. Kobe Mango. Oh. All right, everybody. This is Cheap Seats, and it's all about sports, and we're going to get right into it. NFL Free Agency yes. is in full swing. OBJ, Mark Ingram, Earl Thomas. What's the Lions guy that they signed? Trey Flowers. Oh, Trey, Trey Flowers just... Detroit Everybody. Patriots. Detroit Patriots. Detroit Patriots. Detroit Patriots. Thank you very much. So I'll get into you guys. Who's the big signing right now? Who's the biggest signing other than OB? Okay. You know what? I'll take it away. Take it away. Do you mean like, do you mean just biggest player sign or do you mean like contract size? I want to say biggest, biggest team, player. biggest like team, like kind of change yeah. the team the most. Biggest team addition. Oh, biggest team addition. Biggest team addition. Oh. Oof. Well, let's see. You, you got Le'Veon, you got Antonio Brown, and then you have Bortles. OBJ. Oh, Bortles getting released. Bortles as well. Yeah, Big Foles. East. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah not just Foles. free agency. Bortles we can do Foles. yeah. That's what I'm everything. talking about. Releases yeah, there's too. a there's big a, names moving around the league. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, moves around the league. The thing I want to get into is obviously the big one being Antonio Brown and yep. wondering how he went for a third and a fifth. I I don't understand that no. when Oakland o- Oakland has three first round picks and yet. The Steelers didn't go out through any of them. Didn't even try to ask nope. for one. They went sh- strictly for a third and a fifth, which that's a steal if you're Oakland because now you have Antonio Brown and you have three first-round draft picks. That might be the I first mean, good move that Oakland has made in since, a little while. Yeah, since Sean since came ba- there. Yeah, yes. basically since Gruden's got but there. Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown is 31. He's kind of slowing down. Didn't have the best year last year, but still made everything. Still made the Pro Bowl and everything. Still made all pro, but he is slowing down, not putting as much numbers up. As usual, but he is 31. He's turning 32 this year. So, did the Steelers ship him out? I, we know the Steelers shipped him out because he's was yeah, Big Ben and him yeah. were button heads. But yeah, is he declining? Would I, you guys say he's declining, or is he still in the middle of his prime? I don't and know. Is he still right I th- there? I think he's still there. I mean, when you get above that 30. Uh, thirty-year-old threshold. You know, it's and it's pretty old. I mean, I should say it's pretty old, but I mean, in the NFL, it's pretty old. Like, you're, when you're yeah. over thirty, you're like, I got okay, a, you're. I got a really league. good stat for you guys right here. AB has said that he wants to catch Jerry Rice as far as just total yards. I from saw scrimmage. that today. Yep. Now, the interesting part of this fact is right now, before turning thirty-one, AB has eleven thousand two hundred and seven yards. Very impressive. Jerry Rice in his career has twenty-two thousand, a little over, almost twenty-three thousand yards. You know how I many he had almost thirteen thousand yards after turning thirty one, which that was also a different day and age in a in an age that, you know, athletes maybe weren't at the peak you know, the peak form that like I don't want to say peak form, but the peak condition that these athletes today are in. But you look at someone who had that much success even after this age we say is the declining age, and so it's definitely not impossible for A B to put up these numbers, especially if he's Especially one. the way the game is now. Exactly. Especially the name, the, the way the game, game is now, it's a passing game. And if he's the number one, and he's their number one option, he's going to get a lot of opportunities to catch the ball. So. Yeah, I think the actual like declining age has gotten a lot older as the NFL has kind of expanded and grown over the past years. Like how Kobe was saying, how back then 
you know, the declining age was definitely a lot sooner than it is now, especially, you know, especially with all the types of training that these guys do to stay in shape, so that mm-hmm. you know, so they, they can stay in their prime. I think 31 to 32, it's definitely getting up there, but I think he definitely has a lot more in the tank than people really think. Yeah. So My when division. do you think he'll play to? When do you think he'll play oh, to? That's, I think 36. Think he'll no finish clue. out his contract with the Raiders, or you think he's going to get shipped out again? No clue. Yeah. I would assume he'd finish it, but I would assume too. We'll see. We'll All right, Kobe, what do you guys say? My division right now is the AFC North. You have from last year, the Ravens led the division with a 10 and 6 record, and coming into free agency, there were a lot of question marks around Baltimore because there was a yard sale. They were getting rid of people. Obviously, you had Suggs go off to Arizona to mm-hmm. retire at home, which I don't understand personally, but man's going to do what the man's going to do. And the Ravens were just getting rid of key players left and right. C.J. Mosley. Exactly. But now, just in this past day of free agency, they've made a couple big signees, and it looks like they're ready to bounce back and stay in that top spot for the AFC North. Now, obviously – got Mark Ingram. Yes, they and just also picked up Earl Mark Thomas. Ingram and Earl Thomas, two big additions. And now, obviously, their biggest competition is going to be the Browns. Yeah. If you look at some people already calling a Super Bowl offensive <laughs> capability <laughs> yep. lineup, which yeah. that will – that's yet to, we are yet to see about that. But you look at their biggest competition last year was the Steelers, sitting at 9-6-1. Mm-hmm. And obviously, without Le'Veon, without A.B., with that team chemistry the way it currently is looking. It's coming down, yeah. Yep. That is the end of a little bit of a dynasty over there in Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh and the always Bengals, been, yep. Yeah, the P- Pittsburgh has always been a respected name around the league. And you look at the Bengals, the Bengals have always just been that mediocre team. I mean, yeah. anyone in our generation, as far as I've been alive and I've paid attention to football, you immediately associate the Bengals with mediocrity. Yeah. yeah, because they they're always they've been a playoff team, but they yeah. have never won a playoff game. Exactly, not a meaningful playoff. So yeah, I think the AFC North is really a two-headed race with the Browns and the Ravens. I think the AFC North could very well have three teams in the playoffs, which is usually hard for a whole division Fair. to get three out of four teams there. It's yeah. it's, it's it's happened before, but it it very well could because yeah, the Steelers lost A. B. and they lost. Le'Veon Bell, but I think we're still a pretty decent team. But I think right now, at least on paper, you know, obviously we have we have yet to see training camp. You know, if anybody gets hurt or anything like that. But right now, my favorite for the AFC yeah. North is definitely the Browns because that lineup you got Baker, Kareem Hunt, who no one is talking about. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like I don't think forgot. they're not allowed to talk about. Him. I, think, I feel like they're kind of like. Like we don't want. Yeah, to I don't want the bad press associated exactly. with him. That's true, but at the same time, at the same time, when he comes back, it's going to be. You can't talk boom. out of both sides of your mouth. You can't say, "Oh, we don't want the bad press. We just want the player." Well, it's not like they're two different people. Exactly, it's the same person. So if you're going to take him, you're going to take all of his luggage or his baggage that comes with him and the negative press. Yeah, so but you're going to get a good player. Yeah, so you got Baker, Cream Hunt, Nick Chubb, uh, OBJ, yeah. Jarvis. Landry and David Njoku at tight end. Njoku that. and uh, Callaway at wide receiver. Antonio Callaway, another big sleeper. receiver. Yeah. Yes, that's so that's a lineup right there. Yeah, and then on defense, obviously they have um, what's his name, Miles Garrett or whatever. Miles Garrett. Yeah. CJ. They did uh, ship out Peppers CJ, though to CJ the Giants. Peppers. Peppers. I mean, was not an impact player. Yeah. I mean, in my book, he was not an impact player. Maybe it's because I'm a state fan, but <laughs> um, their corner, their rookie cornerback, from wasn't it from Ohio State? Denzel Ward. Denzel, Denzel Ward. Ward. He's good. good. Yep. He had a very good rookie season, and obviously, he's going to be a leader on that defense this this coming year. Yeah. So, back to the Browns. Who do you think they draft? Do they draft defense? Yeah, I would assume. Um, definitely, it's kind of a lineman-studded draft right now. Obviously, you're always going to have a couple of skill players up there in that top charts, but we're starting to really understand how important it has to have a good lineman in this league. You look mm-hmm. at the Browns, who 
right now, I mean, obviously there's a lot that can happen between now and the beginning of next season, as let alone playoffs next season, my goodness. Yep. Mm -hmm. But you look at a superpower, a seemingly superpower stacked lineup offensively for them like that, none of that happens without a good offensive line, a center that understands and reads defenses, and you have two guys on either side of them that really understand and, um, you know, understand their quarterback, which with a year under their belt, Baker Mayfield, you know, is starting to communicate better with those guys. And you mm -hmm. saw it in the last mm -hmm. couple of games this season. Once he got in there and got the flow, they really started to roll. And so that – we'll see if they pick it up right yeah. where they left off. Yeah. Okay, so back to lineman studded draft. Let's go to the draft. This year, who do you guys think – do you think Arizona goes Kyle Murray first round? Or do you think they look towards the stacked D-line – Excuse me. Um, D-line is by far the most stacked mm. in this draft that's been in years. Because, yeah. like, easily the top five picks could go D-line. Yeah. I yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. I just – I don't see the Cardinals taking kind of I – just, I, just, I just don't see it. Especially I, with Josh Rosen. Like, you drafted – You drafted, drafted for a reason. Yeah. last year. Exactly. So, are you really just going to drop Ship him out. just for that? No. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. So, we think Bosa? Is that the, the next move? I think either Bosa or I think they might even go the – Gary, the, the Michigan guy. Oh, Rashad Gary. Yeah. Gary. I don't know. Gary. Or even the Alabama good, Quinn Williams. Very good combine. I would say they probably go, personally, I believe, you know, Quinn Williams, just look at the size and speed in that guy. But Rashawn Gary had a very good combine. And when yeah. it comes to, like, NFL um, quality players, like, yes, playing in college is huge, but mm -hmm. they want to see size, speed, strength, you know, those kind of intangibles that these guys have. Yeah. That, you know, you can. You can cultivate a player if they've got all those, you know, they got all the, yeah. the numbers. I don't know. I Rashawn Gary, I'm kind of on the fence with him because, like, he didn't produce that much. He in didn't. Like, if you like, if you, if you, because like Nick Bosa put up huge numbers in the two plays, and then he took half the year off. Yeah. And still had like 11 sacks in like five games. If you like, I don't know. If you look at film and you say watch number three on the D line for Michigan, he just doesn't pop out to me like he's not a guy that I look at and I'm scared of I mean he's definitely a good player but <laughs> I'd be scared of him. <laughs> I'm scared of him but I know what you mean but he just he just doesn't stand out to me like he's not a guy that I look on film like wow like he's a good player I mean he's definitely good but I don't think he's a first round talent I mean he's, he's probably gonna go first round he's gonna go top 10 yeah he's yeah. going top 10 yeah he's yeah yeah sure. he's deservedly so exactly yeah he's definitely gonna go first round just because that that that's just the way the draft is whether a guy should be first round or not they're probably gonna go for first round if a team needs that so okay and then back to back to arizona we'll talk about there so you're a saying couple. bosa's first round well a couple they also brought suggs and cj mosley yes. so they yeah. they picked up two big names so that's on the defense less side cap the space obviously yes. so um a couple of the mock drafts actually have oakland trading with arizona for the top pick to pick up kyler murray i could i could, I could see, see that, that. Right. Yeah, it's Oakland. realistic. It's not, you know, out there. It's the not Raiders? so far out there. The Raiders. I yeah. mean, Derek Carr, he that's true, but two time pro bowler in four years. So I mean yeah. that's starting to it's mean not that's like starting to mean less and less. Look at Eli. Man. Yeah, Eli Manning. Yeah. Man, oh, he's speaking been bad of, for like four or five exactly. years. Speaking of which it's starting to mean less and less. Yeah, spe go ahead. Speaking of which, Eli, that giant the, I did I'm I don't surprised know. they haven't shipped him out yet. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yard sale. I don't know what yeah. the <laughs> that, that whole division is just whack. Like the whole NFC East is going to be. I don't know who's going to win that because Foles is out in Philly. So I guess you could say I mean, Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yeah, when he was healthy. He was before Fantastic. he got hurt last yes. year. He was MVP caliber, yeah. caliber, and then he just wasn't the same this year. So. Yeah, 
And then you see that back. a lot, though. Yeah. I mean, and it's then, tough. Unfortunately, in and now, any sport. Yeah, and now the Eagles have Deshaun Jackson again for three. I think he signed for three <laughs> years. Um, I mean, you know, he's yeah, obviously he still has some speed, but I don't think he's going to be you know the same Deshaun as you no. know he was. Not going to be his electric. Still a good yeah. player. I think he's definitely a good deep threat. And he's still always like, a good deep yeah, threat. Yeah. Still, still has that threat going deep, but I think that's the most they're really going to get out of him. Um, and then the Redskins are. I don't know what's going to go. Especially with Alex Smith out all next year. Yeah, we will because they already they already said he's going to be yeah, out all year yeah, with that left leg. So. so, if Alex Smith was playing, I'd probably say Redskins probably their division. Yeah. But once again, Redskins. I think what I think they should do in the draft is go O line again because they have Adrian Peterson and Come Juice yeah. should be back next yeah, year. Guys, guys, yeah, guys, yeah. yeah. the dude. from Louisiana LSU. guy that yeah. tore yeah. ACL in minicamp. Mm-hmm. He, they, a lot of the coaches at LSU actually preferred him to Fournette when asked, which yeah. I don't know why they would say that publicly, but it was noted that they preferred guys over um, Fournette, which is something because you saw, you know, the power of that guy, and um, they just signed, yeah. AB back to a two-year deal, two-year, two eight million deal. So, so even if they're keeping him on for a little cap mm-hmm. space, yeah, because like good, he's going to be a great mentor to mentor the guys. To the guys. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. a younger guy, just like Darius. So about that division, the NFC East, I really think it's the Redskins' division. If they run the ball and Case Keenum, if he played like he did play in uh, Minnesota two years ago, I think not even just half of what he played. Not like he played last year, because last year he would played. Not very good at all. But he, if he played half of what he played like that Minnesota year, Minnesota year, Sonic. I think they have a shot at yeah. winning that division. Of course. A, I think it's definitely a throw up. Like I think it could really go to anybody, really besides the Giants, because the Giants, yeah, it's Giants. basically yeah, it's <laughs> Saquon and yeah, and everybody else. So, all right, you guys want to move on? Yeah. Yep, we got yeah. NCAA basketball Big Ten tournament started today, uh, started yesterday actually, and. Yeah. Couple of teams have punched their tickets to the yeah. to the big dance. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so the ACC tournament's underway, Big Ten tournament underway. Let's start with the Big Ten tournament. Who you guys think's gonna walk away with the Big Ten tournament title? Ooh, man. Okay, well, State. Well, now they're gonna be playing Ohio State because Ohio State beat Indiana yeah. today, seventy-nine sets to seventy-five. Maryland and Nebraska actually play literally in one minute. They play at three twenty. <laughs> so they so they're about twenty. Yeah, so they're about to get underway right now, but. Um, I don't know. I think the favorites are obviously U of M and Michigan State. Yep. Uh, I think that for the key about State is how Cash's plays. If Cash's isn't good, the Big team's not good. And year. also, I Ward, uh, Nick Izzo Ward said Ward should be back Izzo. in this tournament. Izzo. 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 <laughs> yeah, Ward coming off that injury, and you see how um, the chemistry in Michigan State is looking right now, the way those guys go up and down the court, and they, they play together, and you can just sense that together, um, yeah. that feeling of togetherness with them. And Ward has just been a – you can tell he's been a good teammate. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been a great I guy. I think that's really important for someone who comes off an injury like that. You see that across a lot of sports. But that just shows a lot of character about a guy like that yeah. and uh, what he's going to infuse into that lineup when he comes back. And I think it's just going to be instantaneous. Yeah, because right uh, they've been playing, like, little, like, Kinther, and they've been playing Kinther. that other guy, Kinther. Yeah. And Tillman and Tillman, Goins yep. have been playing Kenny literally Goins the whole game. Up. Goins has stepped up Goins big time. Especially behind the arc. Yes. Very much behind the I think that's yeah, really those only three big guys. They've been playing Kithier, yeah. Goins, and Tillman. So yeah. now they can probably switch out Kithier for Ward, and that's a huge upgrade. Yeah, yeah it so is big. But I think, um, yeah. I, I think Ward getting hurt 
was honestly as a whole team. I think that probably could have been the best thing that could have happened to State because it gave them a like kind of like a adversity. Yeah, like, adversity. Hey, we need reality to step check. Up players. I think it, Izzo kind of saw like, okay, this is what we have to do. If we can beat teams like this without Ward, imagine what we can do doing the same thing yeah. with Ward. So I think that kind of was an eye opener for both Izzo and the whole team. Kind of yeah. like, okay, if we do this and we can beat teams like U of M, then. Imagine if we get Ward back and do the exact same thing. Teams mm-hmm. coached by Izzo always carry that chip on their shoulder. Exactly. You know, it doesn't matter who they play. They treat them remember, the same. Like, remember a couple of years ago, um, the team with Travis Trice, Denzel Valentine, and Brandon oh, yeah, the Dawson. Team. Oh, yeah. That yes. nobody Adrian thought Payne. was going to be – yeah, nobody thought Travis was going to be Trice good, and they went the to the best, Final Four. Travis, yeah. be, Travis Trice had one of the best tournaments I've seen. Travis Trice. Is, I, I love and him. Even though, he's playing for know, the G League for he's Milwaukee. Un, he's yeah. undersized. He's slow. He's, you know, but – his shot was electric. His play was absolutely yeah. electric in the tournament, Dope. and it was just enjoyable to watch. Not only, but they kept moving on for some reason. They just yeah. kept moving on. They just were so grinding. fun to watch, and they were they were very easy to root for. Those yeah. kind of teams are very easy to root for. Not only like an underdog, but just a good character team that you I think, to watch. I think State plays better when they're undervalued. Like when team when people yeah. don't think that they're going to do anything, they they play good. Like just two ex- examples are the two U of M games. Both games, yep. they came in, especially the first game, everybody thought, oh, it's going to – even myself as a State fan, I came in the <laughs> game thinking we're about to get smacked. Like, we're yeah. actually about to get destroyed. And then they come in and turn that around. And then in both games, they, they had a combined score of a 19-point vi- victory combined with both games. And I think yeah. I think that spoke a lot of – They were down by 19 in the first half. Exactly. In the second game. Exactly. And, they, and I th- the key for that – was at the end of the half when, when the bench for State kept them within, like, five going into half because that gave them a little, little bit of a boost, a little bit of kind of, like, um, a morale boost. Like, okay, like, we're right there. We just got to find a way to get over that hump, and they did, and then they ended up winning by a huge margin. Getting out of Michigan State basketball, um, the biggest riser for me has been Texas Tech. Oh, yes. Look at the top number rankings. seven right now. Yep. Yeah, so number seven in the AP poll and actually number six in the coaches poll, I believe. They're sneaking up yep. there. Yes, sir. So that is – Above Michigan State. Yeah. Exactly. Which is so, – that's big for them because they, you know, not maybe not so talked about in as far as headlines go, but mm-hmm. they have they're a couple solid up players on that team and they've been winning some big games. So, so they're in the Big 12. Yeah. So right now – As far as competition, what does yep. it look like in the Big 12 tournament? The exactly. Big 12, see it. I think the biggest thing that kind of opened the door for a lot of teams at West Virginia had a terrible year. I think they went 12-19 and 19 huh. on the year, which is something rare because most of the time they're a pretty solid team. They usually they go a pretty decent, you know, length in the tournament. And yeah. they usually always have very good defense. Very Sorry good, to interrupt yeah. you, but Virginia defense is always something yeah. that, you know, I always see. In, it's like a staple of their, uh, their, their play. Yeah, their full-court press and their defense. But – this year they were terrible, and that, I think that opened up the door for a lot of other big Big 12 teams. I think Kansas State, they're somewhat making a run, and Kansas, they're there, but they're not the Kansas that we usually know. They're yep. they're still good. They're a team that you have to, you know. Kansas 17, Kansas State 15 right now. Yeah. So okay. In both the coaches and AP Top yeah. 25. So Kansas is there. Obviously, they're going to be a good team no matter what, but I think – you know, I think them and Duke kind of got exposed, especially Duke without having Zion. Both the teams kind of got. Uh, Which he comes back tonight, first yeah, game ACC yes, tournament they play. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But Kansas, uh, yeah, they're not really as strong this year. So that opened up the door for teams like Texas Tech and Kansas State. Um, so, yeah, the Big 12 was very interesting this year. Okay, so with all that being said, top four seeds, do you think, in March Madness, do you think Gonzaga's already a lock for that? Yeah, they're all, almost always a lock. They've showed that. Gonzaga's yeah. a lock, do you think? So right now, I'll give you the top 
eight right now. So Gonzaga one, two Virginia, three North Carolina, four Kentucky, five Duke, six Michigan State, seven Texas Tech, and eight Tennessee. So Kentucky and Duke, I mean, North Carolina and Duke, we know one of those teams is going to be a one and one of those teams is going to be a two because one of them is going to lose in the ACC. North Carolina Carolina has deserved the right to be a one. Yeah, they smacked Duke twice. And that's like the big one of those games was – both of those games were – That is true. Even without – they don't give the Duke team enough credit, obviously, with R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish and the Mm -hmm. other star-studded roster right there. But those are huge games for – like. We always think about college athletes as this like next level of person, but in reality, as good of an athlete as kids. they are, yeah, they're just kids. They're just kids playing ball. Playing Literally, they're a year older than all of us. Exactly. Um, playing it's on that stage, at that level of just nationally televised event in a game like that that has headlines from all over. I mean, shoot, the sports world was shook after Zion broke his shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're playing against that team now. Even though Zion is not on the court physically he's in the building and he's there the duke team has other other players that are going top 10 in the draft projected oh he's almost a lock reddish and And what's the other guy's name barrett there are oh yeah rj barrett yeah Yeah. they're already locked for top five all three of those barring barring injury but that i think just because of that they deserve to be that one seed they deserve to be a lock for that one seed because that's what the tournament is about it's about playing your best on the biggest stage and north carolina has showed they can do that at any point in the season that make that's what makes them volatile yeah i think tennessee they're uh they've also they're like t- texas tech a team only four losses right now 27 yeah. and 4 that's yeah. tennessee's record so and i'm they, surprised they rank so low and the first time they competition. yeah and the, the first you know they're the big quote-unquote test that they had was Kentucky, and the first game they played, they uh, did not do good. They didn't, didn't do good in that game. Second game, though, they came back and basically returned the favor and did a good job at responding to the adversity that they were handed. And, yeah, they're like Texas Tech, a team that kind of snuck up this year. They're moving up the ranks, and I think they could definitely uh, make a run this year and kind of make some noise in the uh, big tournament. Okay, so who's your guys' top four teams right now in the tournament in the you year, mean, and who do you think is going to be the top four seeds in the tournament? So you – do you want, like, the four number one seeds in the tournament? Yep, yep. Give okay. me Give me them. Okay, I'm going to go North Carolina. Yeah, I said they'd beat Duke again if it comes to it. Yeah, Gonzaga. So I think those are definitely two locks. Yeah. And your others, I think it's going to be between Michigan State, Michigan, and Duke. I think it's going to be between those three teams that did to get the last two number one seeds. All I right. I can't give you an exact estimate on who it's g- g- going to be. I'm thinking Duke. And Michigan State, bar- barring on the Big Ten tournament, obviously barring, we still have that right. to go. Yeah. So. so I'll give mine. I'll probably go Gonzaga and Virginia lock for number one. Ooh, and then Virginia. North Carolina and Duke. I think it's going to be a throw up. Whoever wins that game, especially with the Zion back, it's a throw up. I want to say Zion, whatever <laughs> his name is, Williamson, the big, <laughs> yeah. the big, the big dude. <laughs> there goes that man again. All yeah, right, there's that man um, again. So I think I think it's Duke that's going to take that other one, and yeah. then I personally I don't think whoever wins the Big Ten tournament is going to get that one seed. So I want to say Reasonable. that's either Kentucky, no, I it's agree. either going to be Kentucky or Tennessee. Yeah. Whoever wins the SEC, Reasonable. I agree with that. Because yeah. Michigan State, like Michigan, Michigan State, they they really only play people in the Big Ten. They really that is true. Beginning of the, the Big Ten's weak this like, year. Yeah, most times it's pretty uh, strong, but when we say weak. When you say weak, I would say weak compared to past years. Past, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe not weak. Yeah. But we compared. That's to what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan yeah. State, Michigan, Purdue. Indiana uh, is usually a good team, but they were they Wisconsin, were not good this year. Wisconsin, Maryland, yeah, all just right. got beat by Ohio so State. Yeah, usually the, you know the top s- the top set, set of teams in the Big Ten is State, 
Michigan, Indiana, Purdue. Um, Iowa's usually up there as well. Wisconsin, yeah. Maryland's usually making some Terps, noise. Terps are definitely yeah, but mm-hmm. but both those teams kind of uh, you know both those teams kind of fell off, especially like Wisconsin and uh, Iowa. Wisconsin still ranked twenty two and nine right yeah. now. Yeah, um, so, I mean that's it's not good, off, but it's not but great. But they'll make the tournament. I'll tell yeah, you oh that. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Kobe, what's your top four? You never gave us oh, yeah, your opinion. Your four seeds. I, w- I, I really want to know your opinion. I would definitely agree that Gonzaga and North Carolina, just because of the fact that I was talking about playing on the big stage and the moments that counts, that they have earned that right to be top. They locked. Yeah. And Virginia as well, definitely going in there. And I'm going to side with you on this one. I believe that the winner of the Big Ten tournament, just because of consistency, mm-hmm. um, We've seen flashes from both Michigan and Michigan State that they can play really competitive, great games throughout this season. But play really bad when it comes time. to the tournament, you have to be on your A game all the 100% time. of the time, and that's just that's just not what they're at right now. And I hope that Michigan State gets there, but that's just being me. But I, that's just not where they're at. I right think now. both of them will so end up being two seats. That is yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, the, I think on different sides of the bracket that's as well. Fair. And it's funny because I think that that's going to happen because they take each other out. Everybody in the Big Ten takes each other out. And I think that's kind yeah, of the – That's true. It's, it's, it's like the funny thing about it. Beat each other up. It's good, it's good to see a, a competitive conference, but when you look in the grand scheme of things towards the big tournament, it kind of takes you back. It, it's like in football too. It kind of takes you back when you beat yourself because – Yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, boys, another – Great episode of Cheap Seats. Appreciate um it. It was great. So, yeah, it was great. Uh, today is March 14th, 2019. This was Season 6, Episode 6 of Cheap Seats. As usual, thank you to my partners, Kevin McCormick and Kobe Manzo. Yes, sir. And you know what? We'll see you next time on another episode of Cheap Seats. Have a great day, everybody.